This is Part 7, Emergency Fund, Part 8, Retirement, and Part 9, Debt, of the Finances for Actors series I have at michelledyer.com. You just have to note, I am not a financial advisor. Please consult one. The views expressed here are strictly my own and do not reflect my employer. An emergency fund. You need to have at least six to eight months worth of expenses in an emergency fund. Now, the emergency fund has to be liquid. That's why I recommend a money market because you can take it out at any time. And it has to be in a place that you don't see. So I have my bank accounts with my credit union and then I have my money market with a separate institution. So it is a an account that when I log into my online banking, I don't see that money. So I set it and forget it from my deposits, my automatic deposits into my emergency fund. And then once I hit that number for the emergency fund, I don't look at it again. And I forget that it's there, which is great because an emergency fund is not for new headshots. It's just that for an emergency. God forbid you get hit by a truck or you're an idiot like me and walking across the street in Times Square and get hit by a bike. God forbid something was actually like hurt or broken on me and I needed the money to pay my deductible. Any disaster that you can think of, you need the money for extra medical expenses, unexpected medical expenses, or you live in an area where you need to drive and you have to replace your engine any big unexpected expense, Susie Orman recommends at least six to eight months because she would say that's the amount of time that it would take people to look for and find a new job. Now we're actors. We always lose a job at the end of each contract. So it's not really what it is for us, but for us, it is a true, true emergency. It's not the money that we use to get ourselves to the next job. It is used for a true emergency. So set it and forget those automatic payments to the emergency fund. And then once you hit your number, you can cancel the automatic payments. And then it's in an account. You know where it is. You know the login. You just don't look at it every day when you go to your online login. You must think, whoa, this chick really likes talking about retirement. Yeah, because it's important. And if I need to go to my little JP Morgan Business Insider investing chart on why it is so important to start investing early, I will, but I digress. I'll go back. Okay, retirement. So there are different types of retirement accounts. Now, some employers have a 401k. Now, certain equity contracts have a 401k on them, which means it's a type of a retirement investment account. Now, you can put money into this account, but then you need to allocate where those investments go where the money will just sit there and not gain any interest. It's not like a savings account. It won't make money. You just put it in there. Once you put money into these accounts, you need to choose where that money goes to where you need to invest that account. So go back and look at the different types of investments. But, okay, 401k. This is a type of retirement account that uh, some equity contracts have. And it allows you to put a certain percentage of your salary, up to a certain percentage of your salary, into a retirement account. Pre-tax money. If you hear 401k match, match is the magic word. That means free money. So say 
they'll do 100% of the 2%. You put in 2% and then the company puts in 2%. So you are getting 4% of your salary into your 401k account, but you're only paying for 2% of it. So match means free money. Match means free money. If you have a 401k account, this is what Susie Orman says. It's not my two cents. Susie Orman says, put up to the match in a 401k and then any extra retirement money put into a Roth IRA. And I will talk about why later. This is all Susie Orman. Like I said, I'm not a financial professional. Go read her books. Pension. Equity does have a pension, but you should not plan to live on your pension for the rest of your life. So definitely invest money in a 401k and an IRA. So IRAs, different kind of investment accounts, right? A retirement account. So there's a traditional IRA where you put in pre-tax money, those investments grow, and then when you take the money out, you're taxed on it. There's a Roth IRA where you put in post-tax money. That money grows and grows and grows in those investments, and when you take the money out, you are not taxed upon it. Then there's a SEP IRA. I have no clue the ins and outs of a SEP IRA. All I know that it is a simplified employee pension. Definitely check with a financial advisor, but uh, Susie Orman likes and recommends Roth IRAs. Why? It is post-tax money, so it's money you put in after taxes. Any money that you put in, you are able to take out that initial investment without penalty. Most of the retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, you put in money and you are not allowed to take it out until the minimum age of distribution or whatever. There's a, a, an age and for each account that you have to wait to take it out. And if you take it out before then, you will get a penalty. With the Roth IRA, say I put $2,000 in my Roth IRA and it gains $200 worth of interest. So my total account has $2,200 in it. I can take out that initial $2,000 deposit and use that as my emergency fund if I haven't built up my emergency fund yet. You can't take out that $200, that, that investment income, but you can take out that initial investment of $2,000 without any penalties and you don't have to put it back. Because with other accounts, you take out that money, you pay a penalty, and you have to put the money back. So you're paying even more. It's so not even worth it. But 401k, you want to remember, max out the match, and then put the rest of the money that you're going to allocate toward retirement in a Roth IRA. Here's my JP Morgan chart. Here's why you should start investing as early as possible into a retirement account. Okay, I do have to say a few more things about retirement accounts. Okay, in a 401k, if it's an employer-sponsored plan, they have investments that you have to pick from. So usually they will have a bunch of mutual funds. They will have like a page of mutual funds that you can select. You can either select specific mutual funds or if you have no clue, you don't want to have a clue, you don't want to do some research, they have things called target date funds. So say you want to retire in 2060. You can pick a target date fund and put money into that. And that fund will move those allocations 
according to how close that you are retirement. What people say is like the further away from retirement you are, the riskier you can invest. So the closer you get to retirement, of course, you want to make sure your money is more and more secure. Investments like stocks, equities are very risky. If you invest in a tech company that is not part of the Dow, that could be a very risky investment. So the closer you get to retirement, the less and less risky investments you want to have. You want to have like CDs or bonds. So a target date fund will adjust what your money is in the closer that you get to retirement. The thing you have to keep in mind with mutual funds is there are fees attached to it. So you definitely want to look at the fees. So there are managed and non-managed funds. So index funds, why people like it is the fees are low. So say the index fund maps the S&P 500. So it kind of invests in the same things that the S&P 500, those 500 stocks, but a managed mutual fund has actual people, investment people, looking at the fund and saying, oh, we should move this investment here and this investment here. So not only are you paying fees on the administrative costs, like the index fund, uh, say it's through Vanguard. So Vanguard still has to keep the lights on. They have to pay for paper and for investment materials, but a managed fund through Vanguard, they have to pay for all that stuff, but then they have to pay the salaries of the people who are managing the fund. And then there are additional fees attached to that because somebody's got to pay for the coffee and somebody's got to pay for the lunches that they take clients out to. So just definitely look at the fees on all of your mutual funds. But with a 401k, sometimes your only options are to invest in mutual funds because it's whatever your company gives you. But with Roth and traditional IRAs, if you open one with a brokerage house like TD Ameritrade or Schwab, you can look and you can you have different options for investments. So like Tyrone Jackson from The Wealthy Investor recommends, I trade stocks in my Roth IRA and I make investment income that way. So I have other options for investments for my Roth, but I can buy equities and I can trade equities in my Roth IRA. It's pretty groovy. So anyway, check out your different options. But yeah, if you don't even want to learn about investments and you just want to <laughs> la la la, uh, look at target date funds. Those are great options as well. And social security, heaven knows what social security will be like by the time we retire. So do not depend upon that either. So definitely plan for your future. Debt. There's no way around it. It stinks. And I felt like my credit card debt, I was putting money toward my credit card and it was hampering me from investing in my future, whether that's a retirement account or an investment account. So definitely check out Dave Ramsey's stuff. He's got the book, The Total Money Makeover, the Actors Fund. I haven't even talked about the Actors Fund yet. They have classes and managing debt and they can help you try to figure out the student loan situation. Talk to your credit union or your bank. Definitely there are resources out there. So check out Dave Ramsey's stuff. Go to the Actors Fund and talk to them about your debt. Take some classes because you got to knock this out so you can start saving for your future. And when you knock out that credit card and student loan debt, the money that you are putting toward that debt every month, you're used to not having in your monthly income. So then put that money toward a retirement account or to an investment account. 
So don't say like, oh, now I can spend the extra X amount of dollars a month. No, 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 no. Pretend that you're still paying off that debt, but put it toward your retirement or an investment account and have a ton of fun with it. So debt, get it taken care of. So let's look at what happens when you don't pay your credit card off in full each month. Let's say I'm using the Credit Karma debt repayment calculator. You make a $2,000 purchase and you never charge another cent to this credit card again. Say you only pay off $100 of the credit card each month and your interest rate on this card is 10%. It takes you 22 months to pay off that $2,000 charge. And with an interest rate of 10%, that $2,000 charge ends up costing you $2,200 because $2,000 is the initial principal and that $200 is interest. The beauty of compound interest, it either works for you or against you. So that's why you want to invest and get the beauty of compound interest on your side. Now, that's if you charge $2,000 and never charge another cent to this credit card. If you keep charging money onto this credit card and your balance goes over and over and over each month, you are paying interest on the balance owed on your credit card plus the interest that the credit card is charging you each month. Beauty of compound interest either works for you or for the credit card company.